Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black, White, and Greenfield podcast. My name is Leah, and I am joined today by my awesome, handsome, wonderful husband, Zeb Greenfield. Hello, everyone. Loved that. Loved that intro. <laughs> Great intro. Thank you. Been I remembered to, this time. Been trying to get Leah to do that all season, <laughs> and finally happens. Save the best for last. That's right? it. That's it. And this is the last. So, final episode of season number one. Yeah. Black, White, and Greenfield. Man, it has been uh, pretty cool. Uh, found out today before we hit record that Leah gets a headache every single time we come <laughs> in to record the podcast. So you can see how much she really enjoys doing this. I get, me. I get major anxiety with things like this. So it's not you, it's me. It's, it's like a anxiety with microphones or something, right? Like even though you're so incredible when you start. It's talking. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, talking to people like without, I can sing all day because I know exactly what I'm supposed to be singing. But talking, you have to like actually think mm. on the fly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, maybe that's my problem. I don't think before I talk. I just talk. Mm. So maybe mm. that's why I don't. <laughs> Let's park there for a minute. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Let's just, I'm a pastor. <laughs> I'm a talker. I'm an extrovert. That's what I do. Yes. So, well, thank you to everyone who has listened uh, to one or all of these episodes. Uh, uh, This is episode 10, the finale of season number one. And just want to say thank you to everyone following along. Yeah. Subscribing, downloading, rating, reviewing, sharing, or messaging us. Um, just about every single week we have somebody reaching out, uh, and just saying how much they have enjoyed it or appreciate, or, um, just blown away by some of the things that we've, um, shared, talked about yeah. and just sharing our, our story and sharing our journey. Mostly so. people are telling us how awesome my parents are, which is, that is I mean. true. Yep. I think it's still last I looked actually, no, I think it's, um, not the most listened to episode, but it's close. It's one of the, yeah. the top three yeah. most listened episodes. And we're probably going to have to have them back on, um, again, maybe next season. I feel like we didn't give them even enough time. Probably. Oh, man. We just scratched um, the surface. So there. <laughs> yeah, we could probably have them back on and, and do that again. But, um, as of the recording of this, uh, podcast, we have 27 ratings on, on Apple and Spotify. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's a big number, but I feel like that's a big number so uh thank you it's more than i thought like beginning like who i mean who's who wants to listen to me and you there's at least 27 people and those are five star ratings by the way that's not like you know one star so uh 27 five star ratings out there on uh, a couple of the platforms that people are listening to this on and so we just appreciate you joining us on this journey hopefully what we have shared has been um both Encouraging, um, entertaining, um, thought-provoking. Uh, I don't know what else um, <laughs> it has been for people, but it definitely has been some of those things as people have shared with us their feedback and their thoughts yeah. with regards to the to the show. But thank yeah. you for being willing to do this, uh, come course. out of your comfort zone a little bit, and <laughs> and do this with me every every other week. So my pleasure. Yeah. Well, today, uh, the title of of this episode is What is Juneteenth? Mm -hmm. And so coming up here, uh, we're recording this in um, beginning of June, just a few days away, a little more than a week away from Juneteenth. And so um, we wanted to talk about it. What what is it? What does it uh, have to do with us? Why do we celebrate it? Why has it become a federal holiday? All of those kinds of things. And again, we're probably just 
really we're giving you what we know which isn't a whole lot right yeah (laughs) i mean this is this has been a learning experience just preparing for this podcast Mm. (laughs) has been a learning experience for both of us because i mean before a couple of years ago it wasn't really even on our radar Mm -mm. Um, i would say probably within the last four maybe five years maybe yeah i don't remember when i first it may have been a little bit longer than that um but um yeah can't remember exactly when i first started hearing about it so i'm curious your um your take on this as to maybe why you hadn't heard about juneteenth up until recently yeah um i think it was because well specifically um in the school that I attended, mm-hmm. uh, the curriculum didn't really cover much um, black history at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was completely new for me. And then also I feel like um, growing up in our house, um, we didn't really make it a point to like make being black something that is... Um, more important or like you know being black proud or you know things like that so um yeah things like juneteenth weren't really a part of Mm. our home um either Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean does that make you want to do things the same differently maybe um slightly different i mean how uh, how does that slightly differently i feel like um I feel like I want our kids to know where they come from Mm -hmm. and the history behind it, but not necessarily like make it something that's, you know, more important than anything else. Make Mm -hmm. it like their identity and, you know, what, what they're about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, just, um, just an awareness of where they're from and, you know, the history, um, Mm -hmm. from, the African-American black side. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's important, right, for us to um, share with our kids um, the good and the bad. Yeah. Right? Not to whitewash history or the past or to um, overemphasize one uh-huh. over the other, but right. to share the... And it's it's interesting, um, our, our seven-year-old is uh, or has been reading a book about Rosa Parks mm-hmm. recently. And so... In the car on the way to school, I'm having these conversations with her about <laughs> what the Ku Klux Klan is and, mm. you know, some of these kinds of things. And I think it's important for us to um, speak factually right? Um, without trying to create a, a, a prejudice uh-huh. or a perspective in her, right. but allow her to come to her own understanding of, of what the past was like mm-hmm. and some of what... Uh, her own family, right, has mm-hmm. experienced a walkthrough. And we've talked about this numerous times, but, you know, your dad and your mom growing up where they did in the South and in the time that they that they grew up in, I mean, um, these are real people in the eyes of our, yeah. of our kids um, uh-huh. who walked through some of these things. And so I'm sure many of you out there also have similar stories. As we raise the next generation, we're not raising them in, in insulation uh, from what has happened, but right. we're helping them understand um, where we've come from mm-hmm. and the uh, the 
progress that has been made, even though there's still maybe some progress that needs to be made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just like um, teaching anybody about the pilgrims that came over and, you know, mm-hmm. how they got to America and how, you know, they grew their community and all this, all these other things. Um, it's just how black people got to America and, you know, how we got to where we are now. It's, it's, I feel like it's just as important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I want to, um, as we now kind of segue into the meat of the message today, which is about Juneteenth, and we're going to share um, a little bit of history and kind of um, just some research that, that we've done on the topic. And I'm sorry, caveat for those of you who may not be into history or may, <laughs> may not be excited about learning uh, factual historical me, events. that was me. I hated history. Yeah. Uh, apologize in advance, but hopefully this is helpful for you to, as we kind of unpack this, but I want to go back to something you said a minute ago, and that is just making sure that one is not elevated above the other, mm-hmm. right? And so um, Juneteenth is a special day uh, for many in our in our nation and in our country, but it's not any more of a special day than other special days, right? right? It's just one of several holidays that are important to our nation. So it has become the day that it is in that it's now a national holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, But it all begins, um, I think not all, Um, this conversation begins um, at the Declaration of Independence, July 4th, 1776, which is obviously a day that most Americans, if not all Americans, probably should know or do know, right? (laughs) July 4th. Hello, we (laughs) celebrate the 4th of July every year. Why is that? Well, it's because that is the day that we recognize the Declaration of Independence being signed and being... um, then declared uh, over the the colonies and and to the British Empire. And the Declaration of Independence says this. um, It says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so from the very beginning of our country's history, there was a document that declared all men are created equal. And that's why we went to war with England, with the British Empire, was for the purpose of declaring that all men were created equal. However, that wasn't actually true (laughs) at the time. Um, as we understand, obviously there was, um, there were colonies, there were communities, uh, there were even, uh, signers of the declaration of independence who owned slaves, mm-hmm. um, at the time, African slaves. Um, and so, uh, when they said all men were created equal, um, they didn't really mean what all men we <laughs> would take it to mean, right? They didn't right. mean all men. Um, and so Although that day is important to to our nation's oh, history, course. and it's the the very foundation, the genesis of what became this great nation, the United States of America, um, that day is is important. But there's also other dates that are important as well. When we think about this idea, um, this foundational idea that all men are created equal, that was something maybe that was aspirational. Maybe when they wrote Mm. that, they were thinking that um, it would be a place. Um, Uh I don't know. Maybe I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, but I I think that uh, that is definitely an ideal that we should strive for. Yeah. That, That everybody, every person is equal because 
that's a that's a biblical truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm sorry, I just keep going back to the Bible. I'm a pastor. <laughs> Apologize. Don't be sorry. <laughs> um, but that's that's what the Bible teaches: is that all yeah. of us created in the image of God, male or female, we are equal. Mm-hmm. Um, we are equally important in the eyes of God. And so that I think is what the founding fathers were were hoping, were, were communicating. Um, but I think they missed a little bit when 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 it comes down to it. <laughs> they they missed uh, maybe there's some uh, there's definitely some hypocrisy potentially that that's there <laughs> yeah. uh, when it comes to that. But what's interesting, um, one of the signers as I was researching this, um, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence from New Hampshire, a man named William Whipple freed his slave following the Revolutionary War because he believed he could not both fight for liberty and own slaves. Hmm. And so from uh, an early point in our nation's history, people began to wake up to this idea that the ideals, the principles, the freedom that I have fought for should be available to everybody, mm-hmm. right? Not just people who look like me. Or, and at that point, it was not. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, this kind of began in the northern states in the late 1700s, early 1800s, where the northern states in our in our country uh, began to abolish slavery um, Mm -hmm. and as states make that choice. And so by 1804, all of the northern states had officially abolished slavery. And so this is where you have the divide Mm -hmm. in our nation, Um, you know, the Mason-Dixon line and all of those things that we we have heard in American history um, came about because of this particular issue that was um, owning slaves uh, in our nation, in our country. And so uh, as the states were, as the northern states had abolished slavery, the southern states were hanging on to um, to that, mm-hmm. um, over the course of the next 50 ish years, a lot didn't change. A lot stayed the same. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until the, the mid 1800s, 1850s, um, where things started to change. And a, and a, a man named Frederick Douglass, mm-hmm. um, which is going back to what you said earlier, uh, someone that I didn't really learn a whole lot about, yeah. um, but a, a famous black man who was an abolitionist and someone who was uh, in favor of obviously abolishing slavery. Um, he had a, a speech that he gave uh, in 1852. And- yeah. So Frederick Douglass um, said, what have I or those I represent to do with your national independence? Are the great principles of political freedom or of natural justice embodied in that Declaration of Independence extended to us? What to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer, a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, as I read that, I was like... Man, that's that's sharp. That's pointed, right? But yeah. it's so true. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, you you get a lot um, when you're talking about Juneteenth. You get, oh well, we already have mm-hmm. we have a day of independence. Mm-hmm. You know why why do you need a whole other day to celebrate? And it sounds like Frederick Douglass was was encountering that same <laughs> idea, yeah, right? Yeah, back here in the 1850s. Yeah. Well, it's because that is not. The day of independence. That day didn't, for, didn't mean the same thing. Yeah, for um, the slaves that lived in America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's a day that revealed to them the fact that they were actually still enslaved. They, they mm-hmm. didn't have freedom. Mm-hmm. 
and unfortunately wouldn't have a lot of the same freedoms right until a hundred plus years later right they may not have been serving mm-hmm. a master anymore mm-hmm. but for sure they were not considered equal yeah yeah so then uh, Abraham Lincoln kind of picks up the the mantle uh, later on several a couple of years later in 1858 uh, this is now prior to the Civil War Abraham Lincoln said there is no reason in the world why the Negro is not entitled to all the natural rights enumerated in the Declaration of Independence the right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness I hold that he is as much entitled to these as the white man so we see mm. President Lincoln, I think this may have been just before or when he began his presidency. I can't remember now exactly. Did he start in 1860? I think he started in 1860. So I think this was on his path You're to becoming president. Person. I know. <laughs> um, but but as he's now beginning to run for the office of president, he is making it very clear where he stands mm-hmm. um, with this uh, freedom that uh, the black m- people in, in America didn't uh, didn't have. They they are entitled to the same rights to the same liberties. And so um, during the Civil War, uh, many of you probably are familiar with with this particular piece of of, uh, of politics, but January 1st, 1863, President Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, which stated, I do order and declare that all persons held as slaves within said designated states and parts of states are and henceforward shall be free. Mm. And this is something that um, obviously gave... Um, uh, reason for rejoicing to, to many people um, oh, yeah. in, in our in our nation. Um, and yet it wasn't something that was immediate for many of right. them. Right. Nothing, nothing ever is. <laughs> <laughs> nothing good ever happens immediately, right? Right, right. Um, but with, with the Emancipation Proclamation, what he was declaring, what Abraham Lincoln was declaring is something that um, uh, slaves who escaped slavery who escaped their um their masters in the south and crossed into union controlled territory immediately became free mm-hmm. or when the union army um uh took control of southern communities and southern states they essentially made those slaves free at that time so this is this is an order that was declared um that that kind of had a contingency on mm-hmm. it if you will is like if you can get to an yeah. area that is controlled by um, the Union, by the Northern uh, Army or Northern states, you are free. And so um, this is something that began uh, to, to set in motion for those enslaved uh, to find that freedom, to, to become free. Mm-hmm. And, and this is kind of where Juneteenth enters the, this, the chat. So here's <laughs> kind of where it begins to, to come into the picture. Um, it, for those of you who are, you know, Civil War buffs, I'm skipping over a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, information here. But but from the declaration or the, the proclamation on January 1st, uh, fast forward a couple of years now, 1865, eight, April of 1865, General Lee surrenders the the to to the Union Army. Um, mm-hmm. In I'm not going to say the name of the town in Virginia because um, uh, is it Appomattox? Appomattox. App- Appomattox. Yeah. 
See, I wasn't going to say it, and then I just decided <laughs> to go for it. So General Lee surrenders in Virginia in April of 1865. But um, obviously back then, they didn't have the forms of communication that we have today. It didn't become, you know... Uh, it didn't go viral. It didn't go viral. It, it you know, wasn't nationally known immediately. <laughs> and so the army, the Confederate army um, west of the Mississippi actually continues fighting. And so it wasn't until a couple of months later in June that um, the Union Army made their way across the Mississippi and into uh, really what is Texas today and, um, and, and finally got the rest of them, basically the, the majority of them, to surrender. Mm-hmm. And it was Union General Gordon Granger who arrived in Galveston, Texas uh, in June of 1865 to enforce the emancipation and oversee the coming reconstruction of the South in that part of Texas. And it was there that the Union soldiers informed the slaves the news that they had been declared free. And this was kind of the last group of slaves who found out uh, about the fact that they now were free. Can you imagine? I was just going to say that. (laughs) I cannot imagine the feeling... Mm. That would come along with that. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. I, I don't know if you can put it into words. No, um, I don't think so. I mean, to be in that situation where all you've ever known mm-hmm. and all your family has ever known and, and all, all you your, think you ever will know. <laughs> I mean, your identity yeah. is wrapped up in that and you've been told your whole life something mm-hmm. that is so negative. And now all of a sudden, it, it, everything changes um, not everything. A lot of things change in well, that moment. Well, also, now all of a sudden you have to fend for yourself. Mm. <laughs> find mm-hmm. somewhere to live and yeah. find a way to pay for things, mm-hmm. you know? It, I'm sure it was very overwhelming. Yes. But in a in a pretty positive way. Yeah. Overwhelming, right? Overwhelming in the sense that hey, we, we are now free. We are now um, our own people, our own identity. And so this is where Juneteenth was birthed is that it's a celebration of that particular event where uh, slaves in Texas finally heard the news um, some two and a half years later uh, uh, that the, the fact that they had been declared free and they, they were now free people. And so in the years since Juneteenth has been celebrated and commemorated any number of different ways um, across the country, primarily first in Texas. So in in 1979, um, it became a paid state holiday in the state of Texas, uh, where they recognized Juneteenth. And um, since that time, it has grown um, nationally and become more of a, uh, a known uh, day, a celebration uh, across the country. And then uh, June 17th of last year, um, President Biden declared that Juneteenth is a now national federal holiday. And so um, this year, uh, I think will be the first year that it's recognized or observed as Mm -hmm. a national holiday. Um, And to that, I say, well done. I think it's appropriate. I think it's important. Again, not taking anything away from other uh, holidays, other important days in our nation's history. But this is a day in which um, a segment of our population, a segment of our nation's uh, uh, population Mm -hmm. celebrates a day that uh, that, uh, meant freedom, Mm -hmm. um, that meant uh, 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 an end of slavery uh, for them uh, is a day that we ought to celebrate, I think. I mean, it's just as much a part of U.S. history as any Mm -hmm. any other holiday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I'm going to ask you this um, and see what you have to see what you think on this. You're Uh-oh. the expert here in the room when it comes to this. So <laughs> huh. how should we celebrate or commemorate Juneteenth? And, and when I say that, I'm thinking of the person who may, like you and I, just kind of be finding out about this or uh, beginning to understand, or uh, maybe they were listening to this episode and all of this is new information to them or... Um, maybe something that they haven't really heard before. So how do we celebrate? How do we commemorate Juneteenth? What, what, what do we do on that day or, you know, yeah. around that time? What is, what is going to be um, important for us to do? I mean, ask, ask someone that, you know, mm. um, some of your black friends or family, what Juneteenth um, means to them. Mm. Um, and you'll probably get a varied, yeah. <laughs> varied answers um, on that. But just n- knowing that you um, you are aware and that you are trying to understand, mm. um, I mean, would help a lot. Yeah. Um, and ask in a non-threatening way, right? Well, like, <laughs> like you have to ask that's with, a with given. <laughs> well, we would think so, right? You would uh, hope so, yeah. yeah. But I think asking for perspective, right? Yeah. Not asking f- to judge or to, mm-hmm. um, you know, disparage or anything like that, but but asking for, hey, help me understand what does Juneteenth mean to you? And like, how should I um, go about interacting with you or celebrating with you or commemorating that mm-hmm. um, as an individual, um, specifically as somebody who's white? How do, how do I appropriately, you know, yeah. celebrate this holiday? I don't want to, I don't want to make it something that it's not. Yeah. Well, and yeah, we were talking to a friend the other day um, about Juneteenth and what they thought of it. Um, and um, they told us that, you know, they were <laughs> just brought up, um, Cinco de Mayo, Mm. which is, you know, the Mexican Independence Mm -hmm. Day. And a lot of people who celebrate Cinco de Mayo um, with, you know, tacos and, you know, everything else um, actually don't know the importance of the day. Um, It's just a day to eat and drink and and, yeah. yeah. Um, Have a party. So it would be. It would be nice if that was not what Juneteenth mm. is about. Mm. Um, and it's not made into some kind of party day just because, mm-hmm. just because, mm-hmm. you know, um, to actually know the reason that you're celebrating mm-hmm. that day and to um, pay homage to it. Yeah. Know? I think the, the the fear that we heard from this friend is just that it, it becomes... Um, just another day, it, it loses some of its value and importance yeah. when now the whole country is supposed to recognize and supposed to observe mm-hmm. um, this holiday. It, it, it maybe reduces some of the um, the uniqueness or the the this the 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 special factor that yeah. that it holds right within the black community. And so I think just being mindful of that and being aware of that when you have conversations with people, mm-hmm. um, you want to. You want to treat it with the respect that that right. you know it deserves, especially if you're coming from a place like me, in not really knowing how to handle it or what to do on mm-hmm. that particular day. Um, again, I don't want to appropriate it for my own purposes to do whatever I yeah. want with, right? Yeah. So I think that that's 
that's good uh, uh, perspective for all of us uh, as we begin to understand the importance of this and this holiday. So um, what should we do when someone, uh, and you've, we've already kind of alluded to this a little bit, but when someone discredits this holiday, uh, mm-hmm. when they say, ah, it's, it's not as important, or we already have a day of independence or, you know, those kinds of things, what, what should yeah. someone do if that conversation happens around the barbecue? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's something to educate people about, mm-hmm. um, to be an advocate for um, the black community and the importance of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just, it's not just something that black people have invented <laughs> as, you know, a day for themselves because, you know, they don't want to celebrate independence day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a very important um, day in in black history and in yeah. American history. And so just educating people on that um, and st- standing up for the black community. I would say advocating for freedom, right? Like absolutely be an advocate for freedom for all people. For equality. Recognizing yeah. that um, on July 4th, 1776, not all men were created equal. Right. Um, and so this is a day in which we're able to recognize that Finally, all men were equal, mm-hmm. um, and or be, beginning to, right. to be equal, right? <laughs> and, and and again, those of you that know Black history better than I would would know that that Juneteenth wasn't the end uh, of the fight for rights and freedoms. Right. It was really just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a day that is important um, for our our nation's history and for a, a large segment of people within our country. So um, that is what Juneteenth is about what where it, it came from and so hopefully that history lesson is helpful for some of you out there um just to kind of be more aware and more educated on on that a particular day so we're going to close out this episode this season with what we're learning wow and so uh, this is the last time very last one uh, that we'll share this season uh with you what we're learning so leah why don't you go ahead and kick us off yeah. Um, well, mine's on more of a serious side. Um, I, I just, you know, over the past however many years, I've just come to the realization of um, how many holes there are in the basic education of U.S. history. Hmm. So, um, and it's funny, I have a friend who on Facebook, um, every Black History Month, she will post an article or something Mm -hmm. about a Black person and what they did and how it was important to, you know, I mean, just inventions Mm -hmm. and... Everyday life. Yeah. um, Everyday life that and things that people use all the time. And so it was just, it's interesting to me how... I mean, I don't think I've seen, I've seen maybe one or two black inventors maybe uh, mentioned in U.S. history um, that you learn about, but really it's not, um, it's not well known. Mm. Um, It's, it's almost, it's almost treated as a separate history. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Black history is, you know, its own 
history over mm-hmm. here and then you have u.s history <laughs> um which it's like I a mean, separate course in college right right they're 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 one in the same yeah. um you can't really separate them in that way but mm. um but yeah just just i just i hope that that is you know being changed mm. um in the future but mm-hmm. uh yeah just how many things i did not know about yeah Totally. And I'm, I'm right there with you. So I, I don't know if that's a, a product of like homeschool Christian education or <laughs> if it's just a matter of generally. And there's nothing wrong with homeschool no. Christian education. No. It's just, you know, a lot of, a lot of those curriculums don't add in, mm-hmm. you know. The I mean, you learn about people like George Washington Carver or Booker T. Washington, right. but that's like it. That, those right. are like the two. Those are the two people. <laughs> Those are the two famous black people in, in all of American history. And like, you don't learn right. about anybody Nobody else. Nobody else did anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Martin Luther King Jr., obviously. Okay, but like, well, I'll give you that one. I, I was actually thinking about this while we were talking today. And I want to say Juneteenth may have been like a sentence in a history book that I that I did in, in middle school or high school. Like, like nothing more than just kind of like a sentence or a paragraph given to it. Right? Yeah, I don't ever remember reading and, and, about it. And maybe it, that's but... because it wasn't as much of a thing, you know, say uh-huh. 20 years ago or whatever. But um, that's why, like, I'm now, like, soaking it all up and trying to learn more because it, it was just kind of like a passing thing, if anything, mm-hmm. right, Yeah. In, in our history. So, all right. Um, what I'm learning is not as serious, is actually very lighthearted. So, hopefully, we end on a, <laughs> on a, a laughing note here. Um, but <laughs> what I have learned... Um, over the last almost 11 years now of marriage with Leah is that um, <laughs> when she wears something white, uh, like a white shirt, uh, for example, um, she has to wear a black undershirt oh my goodness. under that white shirt, <laughs> which is like completely like completely opposite to what i normally do if i'm wearing a white a white dress shirt right mm. which i do sometimes um if i'm wearing a white dress shirt then i'm gonna wear a white undershirt yeah, underneath if that you white don't want to see your undershirt because right. if i wear a different color it's gonna come <laughs> through the white shirt so like this literally blew my mind i think the first time that i realized or saw leah putting on a black undershirt oh to wear gosh. a white blouse or or a white shirt like <laughs> How does that work? So, do you want to explain the science behind this? Well, I mean, it's not really that scientific. It's For just... someone who is white, it definitely is scientific. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, it's just basic colors, right? Okay, your skin is light. Mm-hmm. So, you wear something light next to your skin so that you don't see it through your shirt. And then, you know, my skin is dark, so I wear dark colors underneath so that you don't see the undershirt under my mm-hmm. regular shirt. It's, it's just, just it just blows my mind that that you don't see the black undershirt <laughs> underneath the white shirt when yeah. you wear it. But when I do, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't mistake it, right? You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like so. Anyway, so. <laughs> That's what I'm learning. Uh, it's a fascinating discovery and something that still oh boggles my, my mind every time it happens. And so I thought I'd share with you guys. I love you, babe. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, thank you again for those of you who joined us, yeah. who've listened, uh, who followed along with this journey. Um, 
we haven't begun recording. We haven't even begun lining up interviews yet for next <laughs> season, but I'm already excited yeah. about the names on this list. And I'm looking at the list of names right now. Uh, but the names of people <laughs> that I have. Uh, so if you are a multi-ethnic um, couple, watch, watch out. out. Yeah. Get <laughs> that ready. Is coming for you. My people will reach out to your people <laughs> and uh, we will be setting up a time uh, to talk. No, but seriously though, there's a lot of uh, cool stories I think that we're going to sh- be able to share with you. Oh yeah. Um, not only next season, but in coming seasons. And so looking forward to bringing you that. Uh, the plan is to come back uh, and release, ep- um, sorry, season two in September. So be on the lookout for that. Um, we'll hopefully try to uh, stay uh, in touch, maybe with some of you over the summer. Maybe this gives you a chance to catch up to episodes you that you haven't listened to <laughs> yet. Um, and so hopefully by the time we start season number two, you're ready to rock and roll with us. Um, it's going to be uh Uh, very, very cool as we continue this journey uh, with you, Black, White, and Greenfield, bringing you conversations from a multi-ethnic perspective. So, signing off for now, we'll talk (laughs) at you later. All right. Peace.